Welcome to Realm of Faith Radio with Reverend Talks and Akuna Dejuo. This month, we began a new series on the name of Jesus. You will learn how Jesus obtained his name and you will get acquainted with the power back that wonderful name of Jesus. Don't miss any episode. Proverbs 18.10 says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. So there's safety in that name. Amen. There's safety in that name. Romans 10.13 says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Sozoed. Amen. Shall be made whole. Shall be delivered. Shall be healed. Amen. In the name. In the name. In the name. Right now, here is Reverend Talks with today's message. Why study about the name of Jesus? Part 1, Episode 2. Now, I haven't been a Christian for too long. I got born again October 9, 1983. Sunday morning. And um, that's how many years now? That's 37 years plus. It's going to be 38 years in this, this October. And in 30, over 37 years of being a Christian, I haven't asked God for something yet that I didn't get. Now, I'm not talking about when I prayed in someone else's life. I'm talking about in my own life. Praise God. Now, there were some times I needed to stand my ground a bit. There are some times I needed to make some adjustments. Praise God. But you see, every single time I came in line with the word of God, I got the answer. You see, the word of God works. The name of Jesus works. All the resources of heaven are at our disposal when we use that name. And he gave us the unlimited use of his name. He gave us the power of attorney to act for him, to act in his stead, to exercise his authority. Praise God. We've got that authority. We've got that authority. But somehow it seems as though we don't realize it. We don't know the power in the name. We don't know the authority in the name. We don't know the resources that that name stands for. We don't know it and we need to find out. So not only can we use that name in prayer, we can also use that name in combating the forces of darkness and putting the devil on the run. Now in Mark's gospel, the 16th chapter, Mark chapter 16, and I'm just going to read it in verses 17 and 18. Jesus said something and he was talking to the church, talking about us, talking about the signs that will follow the believing ones. Mark 16, verses 17 and 18. Jesus said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now, where it says, and these signs shall follow them that believe, another translation actually says, and these signs shall accompany them that believe. The literal Greek actually renders it like, these signs shall accompany the believing ones. These signs shall accompany the believing ones. So these are the signs that are to follow each and every believer. In the name of Jesus, we can cast out devils. We can put the devil on the run. Jesus has already defeated him, and he did it in our stead. And in the name of Jesus, we can bring to bear the fullness of the finished work of redemption. Amen. Cast the devils out. He said, in that name, we can speak with new tongues and we should. He said, we'll take up serpents. Of course, not because we want to play with snakes, but if someone gets accidentally beaten by a snake or by a scorpion or any of such things, you can claim immunity in that name. 
says, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Then he went ahead to say that the believing ones will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. You see, you can't get more affirmative in the English language than to use the word will or shall. And Jesus said, the believing ones will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Anybody here who has hands, you've got some hands. Amen. Listen, those hands are conductors of God's power. In the name of Jesus, we can go ahead and do that. Well, after Jesus had said that, and um, in verse 19, the Bible says he was taken up to heaven, sat at the right hand of God, and it says they went forth everywhere, verse 20, preaching everywhere, the Lord walking with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So they went out in that name. They used that name because the authority is in the name. A counterpart to that scripture is Matthew 28. Matthew 28 from verse 18 to 20. Jesus said, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Now that word power, there's the word exousia. It's better translated authority. All authority, Jesus said, is given to me in heaven and in earth. Then he said, go ye therefore, verse 20. So he delegated his authority to the church. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. He said, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Question, how is he with us? How exactly is he with us? Well, Matthew 18 seems to give us an answer. Remember in Matthew 18, Jesus said in verse 19, that again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth, as touching anything they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. He said, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, verse 20, they am I in the midst of them. Now, we usually use this scripture to talk about a church service, that quorum is two. Once there are two people, Jesus is there, and that's true. But you see, it means a whole lot more than that. Jesus was talking about the fact that when two or three are gathered in his name, that he's there in their midst to endorse what they have asked and to see to it that it is answered. Now, why is he there? Because they are agreeing in his name. Because they are agreeing in his name. See, the name of Jesus takes the place of the resurrected Lord. That name takes his place. So when we are gathered together in his name, he is there. You know why? Because Jesus is in his name. Jesus is in his name. Jesus is his name. Jesus and his name are one and the same. Remember what he said in John 14, 12. He said, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. The question is, how are they going to do it? Verse 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 14 says, if you will ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Now, P.C. Nelson pointed out that the literal Greek, that there are some idiomatic expressions in the Greek language that couldn't be translated into the English language. And that in this particular scripture, we have one of such expressions in the Greek text. Now, P.C. Nelson was the number one authority in the Greek language in his day. And um, he was the number two in the Hebrew language. The man had higher education, 12 years of higher education. He majored in linguistics. 
He could read and write 32 languages. My God, that has me beat by 32. I can hardly read and write in any. <laughs> but the man could read and write in 32. Wow. Wow. Now, he said something about this place. He said the literal Greek actually says, whatever you will demand as your right or privilege in my name, even if I don't have it, I will make it for you. I will make it for you. You see, when we ask it in his name, his name represents him because he's one with that name. The measure of the name of Jesus is actually the measure of Jesus. The measure of Jesus' resources. The measure of what Jesus can do. Amen. See, but we've been there begging for a handout all the while when we had the power with us. We've been there begging for crumbs when we were there seated at the table and the Father is beckoning on us. Whatever it is you need, it's there at that table. Feast on it. Take it. Praise God. You see, we've got the name. We've got the name. That name belongs to the church. That name belongs to each and every one of us. The question is this. What does the name of Jesus actually mean to the Father? What does that name mean to the church? What does the name of Jesus mean to the devil? I can tell you something that we may never really fully know what the name of Jesus means to the Father, all it means to him. We may never fully comprehend it, but we can suggest a few things. You see, Jesus obtained his name by inheritance. He obtained his name by conquest. And he obtained that name by bestowal. He has a name that's higher than that of any angel. He has a name, that name, and at the mention of it, every knee has to bow of beings in heaven, of beings in earth, and of beings under the earth. And you see, that name belongs to us. That name is ours. Amen. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.